Welcome to the Jack and John podcast. I'm Jack. And I'm John. And we're on a mission. To help you focus on Christ. Mm. Yeah, Jack, I love doing this with you. It's it's just such a pleasure and such a joy. Uh, well, I, I love doing it with you because I love you. Ah. And that, that makes it joyful. <laughs> so, okay. For well, those... and the, what I'm thinking about there, because I know Mike's sitting over there getting sick. Um, <laughs> Mike's gagging himself. It, it, it's the point we're talking about. I think it fits with God, doesn't it? That uh, I love God. That's why I love being in relationship with him. I love you. That's why I love being around okay, you. Okay. Now that you've all got your boots on. Uh, so... <laughs> We didn't really mean to dig that little hole. That just kind of came out. Started, Let's move on. But, you know, <laughs> no, but I do. I, I love doing this, and I hope that you guys uh, enjoy this and and that it truly helps you uh, focus on Jesus. So, Amen. John, one, last time we were, uh, you asked me a question about yeah. what what my biggest obstacle yeah. was. We talked about obstacles, and my answer was just finding a time to make sure I'm praying on a regular basis. Right. Because of the importance of prayer. Do you think prayer is important in a Christian's life? It's central. It's mm. it's uh, deeply important. And I, I have the same struggle. Um, I, honestly, I pray the best uh, when I'm driving in my car. and, and uh, With your eyes closed? No. No. Okay. And uh or like when, when I'm by myself, when I have moments alone, um, that's that's when it's the easiest to pray. Hey, John, let me let me just throw these thoughts out. You know, there was a man that prayed in hell. In the King James, when you're talking about Lazarus and the rich man, the rich man says, mm-hmm. when he's tormented in the flames, he says, I pray thee, Abraham, to send Lazarus back because I have five brothers and I don't want them to come to this place. There was a man that prayed in a river, standing in a river. Uh, There's a man that prayed just in so many different places. So the bottom line is you can pray anywhere, right? Even driving down the road in a car, you can pray. Uh, Remember the persistent widow that came to the king so that she might be justified? Let me read that story. So we're in Luke chapter 18. I'm just going to read this. And I'm reading it from the New Living Translation just because it's more fun. Yeah, Uh, understandable. And and you'll understand uh, when I get to the phrase that makes it more fun. (laughs) Um, One day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. There you go. There was a judge in a certain city, he said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. Not the guy you want for judge, right? Mm -hmm. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. (laughs) I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant requests. And Mike pointed out to us that that phrase wearing me out in the, in the Greek is equivalent to saying she's beating me black and blue. (laughs) So then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, 
How many will he find on the earth who have faith? So, John, who is prayer for? Is it for God to understand and to know my problems and my needs? Or does he already understand my problems and needs? Or is it for me to show him my faithfulness and my understanding that I trust in him? Uh, The persistent widow. What a great story. She just came every day uh, bringing her problem, wanting justice for her dispute every day. Uh, Does God want us to go to him every day? And if he doesn't um, meet our specific need, what does that mean? Does it mean that uh, we're asking the right thing? Uh, But I think the issue of the parable is he wants his children to depend upon him. And he wants us to go to him and he wants us to talk to him and he wants us to pray and be persistent for sure. (laughs) Oh, I agree. The, uh, the persistence is important. Um, not in the sense of saying the same things over and over again to God, not repetition, like vain repetitions. There's a passage where Jesus says, you know, that the, the, the pagans, you know, when they pray to their idols or or uh, others, when they pray, they babble or they'll say the same thing over and over mm-hmm. again, like uh, God couldn't hear it the first time sort of thing. That's that's not what he means by persistence in prayer. He, he means a diligence uh, with prayer. And to me, the, the real thing with prayer is just like our podcast trying to get people to focus on Jesus, the idea of prayer is to take that focus off of myself because we tend to, like we, we talked about the, the shopping list, you know. Uh, give me this, give, give me, me this, that. Give me that, exactly. Yeah. That's not what, what he's talking about. Yeah. And the idea of prayer is to turn the focus to God. And we talked about this when we did the, the Lord's Prayer. The very beginning of it is, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You know, our focus is on God, His holiness, um, His devotion to us, His love for us. Um, give us today our daily bread, which is essentially uh, to the disciples. This is a reminder to the wandering in the wilderness and the manna, which is the bread of life, which Jesus says is himself. I'm the bread of life. So when we pray, we're, we're talking to God, we're calling uh, him, we're in his presence and we're, we're feasting on him because he is our daily bread. Yeah. You know, I think that God likes to hear us repeat praises to him. Uh, in the book of Revelation chapter four, uh, we see a glimpse into the throne room of God and There are angels and cherubim and seraphim that are saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come repeatedly for eternity to to each other. And I think that God loves to hear those kinds of praises. That's not God's problem. That's our problem when we say, well, that song is so repetitious. Does God get tired of hearing us cry out our praise to him? I don't think so. Uh, But if we go to him with these vain repetitions, of, uh, you know, they're not sincere. Uh, they're not from a, a humble heart of genuinely seeking God. Uh, it's just us saying, uh, God, forgive me all my sins. Uh, well, that's different than me coming to him and confessing my sin because confession means to agree with God. God knows my sin and he wants me to come 
and confess something to him that he already knows to show that I know what I did and need that forgiveness. So go and seek God, seek justice for yourself, uh, justice from others so that truth will rule and reign, but not this uh, relationship where you just repeat the same sentence uh, over and over and over again, having to do with your own selfish want. I find for me, um, I don't, I don't do a lot of prayer that's focused on giving me certain things or wanting certain things. And I'm not saying that to hold myself up as some example for, for prayer, because I'm certainly not, but I, my, my prayers tend to be more Thanksgiving than Mm. anything. Because uh, if God is really enough, what else do I need? And so when I when I pray, um, yeah, I have needs or things that that or wants things that I want in this life. But I I struggle to ask God for some of those things because He's already enough. And you know, to get something, you know, might be nice, but I I'm not going to disturb the God of the universe for something when I feel like he's already given me everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the blessings are so immense and so amazing. God went further than halfway. God came all the way to earth to die on a cross for me, and he provides my needs. And sometimes I I would go and say, Lord, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. And he says, well, um, there are some that don't have an appetite. So thank God that you can feel the hunger. It's a different way to focus your prayer. Another another passage of scripture that I like uh, dealing with uh, the the importance of prayer is uh, the story of the father who brought his son to Jesus so that he might be healed of a demon possession. The demon was causing the boy to cut himself and throw himself into the fire. And and uh, it was a horrible, horrible thing. Well, Jesus happened to be on the Mount of Transfiguration when the father comes. And he had taken Peter, James, and John with him. And so the disciples that were left are down at the foot of the mountain and all these people are there. This man brings him, his son in to be healed of the demon. And uh, the disciples that are left there pray that he would be healed but he isn't healed. And uh, so confusion kind of comes into the heart of the father because boy, you know, he, he's not healed. So uh, the Pharisees are there. They see that the disciples couldn't heal the, the boy. And so now an argument takes place between the disciples and the Pharisees. And Jesus walks down off the Mount of Transfiguration into the argument. And he's going, what in the world is going on? Someone tell me what's happening. The father steps forward and he tells him about his son and that his disciples couldn't heal him. And so Jesus asked the man, the father, do you believe that I can heal him? And basically the father says, if you can heal him, Lord, heal him. And Jesus basically says, what do you mean if? Mm. I can heal him. And the father says, I believe. And Jesus healed the son. So um, I think that teaches us that that we need to be in relationship with God in such a way that uh, we are praying. We're we're, uh, in a 
constant walk with him because after that issue, that situation happens, the, the disciples that couldn't heal him asked Jesus, why couldn't we heal him? And in, I think it's John, um, Jesus' answer is, in the King James, this kind only comes out through much fasting and prayer. And so once again, Jesus teaches the importance of persistent, continual, sincere, and genuine prayer that God would hear and answer our prayer because we're going to ask according to his will. And that's very important that we ask according to his will. Uh, The Bible says, if it be your will, Father, then heal this person, if it be your will, Uh, rather than going into a situation where, "Hmm, what should I pray here? I do think sometimes people use that phrase, um, if it is your will, as a cop-out. Yeah. And what I mean by that... Don't mean that. Yeah, what I mean by that is um, somebody may have a doubt about, well, I don't know if God can really do this or if he will really do this. So I'm going to say, well, if it's your will... And, and, and that's not that's not what that phrase is for. That's not what that phrase means. Um, I don't have doubt that God can do whatever he wants to do. But when I pray, you know, if it's your will. Jesus, didn't Jesus pray? Right. I, I'm praying it, it from the standpoint that this isn't about what I want because God knows better. He knows better than what I want. And so, in fact, sometimes I'm not even going to pray specifically for a healing or it doesn't matter what it is. I won't pray it specifically for that, but I will pray for God's will because if I don't know what's the best thing, I don't want to influence the one who does. I want to know what he knows Mm -hmm. is best. Let's go to the ultimate example. Right. The ultimate example to me is Jesus in the garden. And Jesus is is sweating drops of blood. He is so intent upon what he is facing, which is the cross, uh, becoming sin, uh, all of the things that he faced on the cross, the death. And he said, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. But then he says, but not my will but your will be done. And so I think even Jesus in that moment uh, relates to us, and we more rightly spoken need to relate to him. That Lord, uh, I'm facing this issue. Something here is happening in my life and may your will be done in my life. Um, You know, even if it's a difficult, hard road that I have to walk. If that's your will, then I'm willing to walk that as Christ was willing to walk up Calvary and die on a cross because that was the will of God, even though it wasn't something that was going to be easy. Right. The the thing that has always struck me about that moment is it's Jesus will too. Mm-hmm. you know, when he says he was thy, willing, thy yes. will be done. Um, not not my will, mm-hmm. but thy will be mm-hmm. done. Um, he and the Father are one. They're united in spirit. Um, and 
So it's not that Jesus' will is in conflict with mm-hmm. God's will. Right. It's that his human flesh is wrestling with this and his spirit is wrestling with it, not because he's going to die, not because he's going to be nailed on a cross, but because he's going to take on the sins of the world. Mm-hmm. And by the way, he always knew that's why he came. Yeah. Because often he said in his life, my hour has not yet come when he was speaking to people who were asking him to do something before he was ready to reveal that uh, to the world so that the timing of his crucifixion would be exactly God's timing and what we needed. Uh, So that's just the sovereignty of God. I believe in the sovereignty of God that he uh, does and purposes for me what his will is in my life. And I need to surrender to God's will, not my will, God, but yours be done. And I would say uh, very, very openly and honestly, uh, Lord, if you don't want me to do this podcast anymore, uh, I'm willing to not do that. If you don't want me to sing anymore, then you you can have that. If you want to call me today to my home in heaven, then you do that. Your will be done. I want my will to be your will, whatever that is. Please don't call Jack today. No, I want God's will too, but yeah. but uh, we were talking about this very thing. When when God doesn't answer a prayer like for healing, um, or doesn't answer it the way that we want Him to, mm-hmm. um, what what does that really mean, or how does that who does that impact? You know, if God took Jack today, that'd be the best thing in the world that could happen to Jack. <laughs> that would be the best thing. That is the ultimate miracle. That is the ultimate yeah. healing. Okay, but where does that leave us? You know, that's the thing, because when somebody passes, it's not their passing. That's the problem. It's us not passing with them because we're left behind. Um, I I remember this when when Karen passed and we had her service. Yes. When when Jack's first wife died and we were having her service, I asked Jack, I just boldly said, I want to lead the worship. And, he, and, and, did. and, and, and I did. Um, and we sang all, all these songs that Karen had actually picked out, yep. uh, which was amazing um, because here's this healthy 52-year-old she, woman who says, I want that song at my funeral. And she writes a list. Um, that was so incredible. But I remember standing up there. And looking at the about a thousand people probably mm-hmm. in that room that were all brought to tears. And I even said out loud, I said, whoever knew that such a tiny woman was so strong and so powerful that she could bring this crowd to their knees um, and and I, I'm sorry to do this no, to you okay. right now, Jack. I am. But that moment, um, we were all empty because we we'd lost such a right. dear person and a dear friend. And but God fills us again and he gives us strength and he gives us new life and he gives us new hope. And, you know, when that final moment does come and my brother is in heaven um He's going to be reunited with with Karen. He's going to be united with Annie. Um, That's right. Melinda's Melinda's mother Mm -hmm. uh, and with your mom and dad Mm -hmm. and with all of the saints. And most of all, 
is going to be united with Christ. Amen. You know, we always talk about longing for, you know, those that, that we've lost. And, and I'm telling you what, when we get to heaven, when we are in, in God's presence, which he's in your, you're in his presence when you pray and when you're persistent in prayer, we are in his presence. But when we are ultimately in his presence in heaven, everything and everyone else is going to pale in comparison to Christ. Because we're going to be face to face with him. We're going to know him fully as we've never known him before. He's going to know you fully as you have never been known before. And none of the stuff that we get worked up by or distracted by or that we get focused on when we lose our focus on him, none of that is going to matter. Because he's going to be our ultimate focus. And why? In part... Because you're persistent in prayer right now in these moments as trying as they might be. We just have to maintain our focus on him, be persistent in our prayer and know that he is with us and we're with him in every moment, even in the most mundane, even in the most horrific, even in the most pleasant. God is with us all the time. John, if uh, any of you uh, are near the Mooresville, Indiana area, I encourage you to come to uh, services uh, on Sundays, uh, 9 and 1030, uh, because the pastor is preaching on prayer, 21 days of prayer from the life of Daniel. And uh, what a great uh, thing to do in the beginning of uh, 2022. Uh, to begin your year uh, worshiping God, fellowshipping with other Christians, hearing teaching on the importance and the necessity of prayer. Uh, And I hope that uh, you find some place, some way to seek God, to seek Him in prayer, and to persistently put that in your life every day. Uh, What a great year it would be. Amen. Thank you guys for joining us. We love you. Reach out to us at our email and, and or give us a call. Amen. Until next time. <laughs>